just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a magical One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen a magical 109 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's magical episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 3, Get Cape, Wear Cape. Fly. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. Say hello and welcome to The Ravens, a magical One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always that magical time of night, which is 10.30, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 3, Get Cape, Wear Cape, fly dom we are here how are you my man i'm good yeah very well thank you i'm doing all right how are you i'm good i'm excited to talk about this episode and even more excited because we get to talk to dare i say the youth of today (laughs) and when i say that I mean, the youth that you and I have inspired. I mean, I think it's fair to say at this point that we have not only changed Marine's life, but we've kind of guided it. We've kind of missed... Improved it, in a way? Improved, yeah. We've kind of Mr. Miyagi'd it, Morpheus. Can can we have some more Yoda? Can we have some more wise, older characters? Uh, You took all the good ones. (laughs) Dan Scott? (laughs) We're basically the Dan Scott to Marine being our Nathan, or who who to Haley, Lucas to Haley, Victoria to Brooke. <laughs> We're something to someone, and that someone is Marine. Marine, welcome back, and how's it going? Ah, uh, it's so good to see you guys again and have these amazing introductions as always. <laughs> Uh, I was you... going to say that you guys can be like the Keith to my Lucas, but I wouldn't want to call myself Lucas, though. There you go. There you go. Well, Keith. Keith, yes. Well, firstly, why, though? I I wanted to talk about this, particularly on this episode, as I wrote a note. I don't often write notes. And the one note that I wrote in my phone was, Nathan Scott inspires me. And I mean that because I was thinking about the early seasons of One Tree Hill and particularly with this podcast I really loved Lucas and I still do he holds a a place in my heart but in these later seasons it really is all about Nathan I think as the inspiration and we'll talk all about it and his scene with Brooke that I thought was key but Maureen you've always been a massive Nathan over Lucas fan right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I am all for the core five. Like, I am a core five defender, but I do love Nathan more than Lucas. Yeah. And I kind of like, you know, because you said that Nathan inspires you, Nathan inspires me too, because I feel like even though, like, his journey and his time in his life is very different than mine, I can still see a lot of myself in Nathan with, like, his struggles and things like that. So that's why I really connect with Nathan as a character, too. And Dom, how has your opinion shifted as we've gone through the show? I mean, you have never really been 
a Lucas guy, though you've met the man, <laughs> but you've always pretty much securely been on Team Nathan, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's remained fairly consistent throughout. Um, <laughs> ex- I think probably except for when Nathan was a bit of a knobhead at the beginning, you know, season one, etc. But he's he's kind of that figure that overcomes adversity really well and then uses that as like fuel and momentum and um and 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 in his ability to support others as well you know he's really like made that turn and that change since season five of you know being miserable in a wheelchair and drinking and being a bit of a bum and not really doing anything with himself to actually i'm gonna fight and put myself in a better position and really try again um you know so uh, and you know q obviously q is helping him along with that and Haley's pushing him in that direction but you've got to do it yourself as well as much as you know someone else is is driving you towards towards doing it i mean you can you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink so yeah that's my that's my dad's best saying favorite saying <laughs> it applies so have you heard that before marine I'm not. That was my first time hearing well, that. I wonder, I wonder if it's like a British thing or if it's a universal thing. People, please let us know in the comments. But I'm fairly certain, well, I don't know, maybe it's even generational, but that applies to so many things. And I told my friend, Greg, shout out to Greg, that will never listen to this, <laughs> but he's probably, I think he's maybe four or five years younger than me. And it's a friend that I met at work like years ago and we've remained friends. And I told him that once and he always says it back to me. And I wonder what is the generational gap? Like, would he still count as a millennial? Yeah, of course. So where's the cutoff point? Cause obviously Marine is not in our gen. You're Gen no. Z, Gen Z, right? I think Gen Z starts like, late 90s i'm pretty sure it's around like 96 97 maybe okay and then what's the generation under you under us is like alpha i think who's like 2010s i think right which and... disgusts me <laughs> okay yeah. right. if it disgusts you how do you think it makes us feel yeah i know i can a- no see i can actually like, give you in... the, the exact information oh yeah tell us let's go please but let's go all the way back let's go to what's called the silent generation which is 1928 (laughs) to 1945 right so that covers a lot of wars that sounds like it's like just shut the fuck up and get on with it shit's going down there's nazis around you just (laughs) yeah yeah get to cover pick up a weapon do what you can stand a post (laughs) (laughs) or dare we say dom Keep calm and carry on. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Get that Just on a mug. keep silent. Yeah, keep silent and carry on. Okay, the silent generation. Then we've okay. got baby boomers, which, you know, got everything our handed parents. to them, which is what we always complain about. That's what our generation moan about. You know, you could buy a house for £20,000 and now you can't even yeah. rent a room for that. So that covers... £20,000 get you a shed. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so that covers 1946 to 1964. Then... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. We've got to unpack it as we go, baby. We'll hang unpack. on. So, right, because, well, because that means, so my parents were born in 1962, so they were right at the end of that generation. They, so they were... They count as baby boomers. No, like just... Uh, so what's the next generation? Uh, 1965 to 1980, which is Generation X. Yeah, uh, that's my parents' generation. 
Right, Generation X, Limp Biscuit song. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking the set. Right. <laughs> then we get Very to... Russian roulette. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember the next bit. When you're placing your sets. Bets. I can't you... remember. Marine, if you do you even know who Limp Biscuit are? Have you heard of Limp Biscuit? No. Fred Durst? <laughs> you know Christina Aguilera? Yes. I think famously she wanted nothing to do with Fred Durst, who was the lead singer of Oh no, no, no. You know why I recognize that name? The Fred Durst name? Because it was in um The Real Slim Shady. Right. Because he that, yeah. that's how the name's familiar. Right, exactly. Yeah. They had beef at one point. They had uh, beef, yeah. Uh, Dom, would you like to explain what the term Limp Biscuit means? N- no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Good. I no, see, now I'm curious. Don't Google, don't it. Google it. Don't, don't do anything. Marie, no, please. <laughs> we'll, no, the podcast will get cancelled. Do not. Please. I'm going to have to turn my camera off. I can't even look at you. I'm not sure Stop. got that rating. Put the phone down. <laughs> please, Marie. It was a terrible joke. I'm a teenager. You can't make me put my phone down. Oh, gosh. That sounds that even worse. Oh. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does it actually have the explanation of what it is? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Oh, you guys are hilarious. We, we didn't, didn't name them. It. <laughs> it's a horrible name. Some of the album names are terrible, too. I'm not even going to say what they are. Let's just move on. What's the next generation? Generation X. So my sister would be part of Generation X. Big up the truck. And would your brother? No, my brother wouldn't, because between 1981 and 1996. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But Simon, Simon, I'm glad my presence here is okay with you because I do remember it was like the season five finale episode, like someone was on and you said something like when like younger people talk to you, you get like disturbed. <laughs> so I'm glad that I don't disturb you. I think I said something along the lines of that their opinions don't mean anything to me because yeah, they, haven't, something like they that. haven't lived enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm so actually... saying just because of my non-fully developed frontal lobe, my opinions here aren't valid. <laughs> yes. But I will say, as the only person I know of a younger generation, really, apart from... Well, I guess we work with young... Anyway, I you are incredibly well put together um and have you seen my spam account (laughs) yes but you can also (laughs) be crying (laughs) yeah but that's emotions but i I think that and i again i can't speak on too much experience obviously i was joking when i said that but i think that the your generation seems so much more mature and grown up than our generation was like i think there there's actually a sharp shift from i know i don't know whether it's because of the internet and because i don't know there's so much more information out there but i think a lot of people there was quite a you know like when we were in school this is going to take more of a serious turn now there was still heavy like homophobia and all kinds of all of the isms were very still present when we were at school and then there was a, a good for a good thank goodness a big shift where of dare we say wokeness uh which 
is good. I mean, I know that there's the extreme of it of being over potentially over woke or whatever too awake whatever it may be but i'm saying there was a lot of drastic changes (laughs) but i think a lot of and then you get a lot of people that aren't willing to change and bigots and horrible hateful people um but i feel like your generation it seems like just way more knowledgeable way more sort of loving but also i mean maybe way too more uh i guess you've got your own problems with cyberbullying and, and things like that but i would say i think the generations seem to be better as we're going forward which is a good thing right it's how we want it i mean to be. i guess like the knowledge the acceptance part you're right but i think we're also just like incredibly stupid too um <laughs> okay. so i think just like also because of the like whole um internet thing like you brought up like that obviously plays a big part in very weird Gen Z humor, which maybe we shouldn't go into because I feel like I said you guys a lot of like Gen Z related things already and you guys already know what I'm talking about. Um, I remember I sent like you guys and Taylor something and all of you like texted back. I don't know what this means. Uh-huh. Didn't have a clue. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, no clue. just for additional clarification, Gen Z is 95 to 2012. Gen Alpha is 2013 to 2025. Yeah. And then, so I'm like, who knows? Smack in the middle of Gen Z. I I have to yeah. say, I'm glad I'm not part of your generation. Like, I'm glad I'm not your age now in this day and age. To be honest, mm-hmm. I, I and not to say that you know the world's a terrible place for Marine and being the age you are, but I quite like being my age now. I think I'd hate to be like a little kid now, or like uh, growing yeah. up now. I think it'd be a nightmare. I'd rather be the age I am at this point in life you know or even older <laughs> no like who wants to be 19 pretty much like yeah it's true. a tough I'm, time like, like i turned 19 like a month ago like early january and i went into like existential crisis because i was like oh my god i'm turning 20 in a year and that's like and now that i'm here i was like i remember when you guys first started this podcast i was like 16 i was 16 what is <laughs> i listening crazy. to you guys that's crazy and i was like the amount of time that went in between like the person i was when i started listening when i was 16 and who i am now when i'm 19 like it's crazy that well and it's such a i think that i mean this is just well noted but from the ages of like 15 to 22 23 whatever you want to call that period of life i think is probably the hardest because you go through so many different iterations of yourself but also you suddenly have that freedom of you can drive and you can be out in bars. Well, here you can. I know it's different there, but, you know, you... I think ha- I'm legal now. Uh, in cat? I I think I think it's 19 here. I don't know. I don't... Like, nobody in my family drinks. I don't drink anyway, so I wouldn't oh, know. It's 19 in Canada, but 21 in America. Crazy. Well, it... I actually... Yeah, it could be... I think it's 19. Yeah, well, you because know it's 18 every, Anytime someone turns 19 here... They post on Instagram. This is my first legal sip. As you know, it's not their legal sip. Yeah. What but, was their first legal yeah. sip? Not their first. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, not the first sip. <laughs> but but that, that period is very difficult, I think, because you have all of that freedom, but you don't really have the the wisdom or not. Well, at least I didn't. I, I can't speak for other people. Um, but yeah, interesting. But I, and I agree with you, Dom. It's nice to... I enjoy being 35 when you it's kind of a nice I wouldn't want to go back but it is interesting to see the differences and now I know that my son would fall into that gen alpha so weird so weird what what terrifies me though is we're going to get 20 to 30 years down the line 
and we're going to go and see a doctor or something like that. And it's bad enough that when you, if you if you're lucky enough in the UK to get a GP appointment, which is impossible, <laughs> they Google shit anyway. But we're going to get right. to a point where we're seeing doctors and stuff and like we might need an operation or we might need something like that. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw this on TikTok and this is how we're going to do it. And I'll be like, oh, I'll just, I'd rather just die, to be honest. Well, we're like the last generation that <laughs> oh remembers what it's like to not have smartphones and we're yeah. to not have the internet. Or like we've discussed on previous episodes dom that we used to use the dial-up internet in my my parents bedroom because that's where the internet point was and it'd block the phone and if someone tried to pick up the phone it would make what noise dom (laughs) 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 like and so and we didn't have but what i think is really dangerous is that everything everything's permanent like we didn't social media didn't exist when we were younger and so if you said something stupid when you're 14 it's gone it's just you said you're learning you know if you say something stupid when you're 14 now it's on the internet forever mm-hmm. you know or it's in somebody's inbox forever or somebody is like lives there's no no room for airs and graces um you know and you can you see people that don't get jobs because there's a picture of him like smoking a joint from like 15 years ago somewhere on online somewhere and it's like oh you know it's that's really harsh pressure it's scary basically just don't have social media i think or do what you do marine and have your like you know crazy strange gen z (laughs) secret accounts for memes and things no see like there's the main account that has like 700 plus people that's like people i know everybody i know but we keep it tight a little flex that was a little flex no just like just showing like and then like a small group of 50 people on the other but you just said it was a tight group at 700 that's not tight that's like a no i said it's people i know and then the tight group on the second account 700 people 700 you i feel like i'm talking to my mother now she was like she was like how do you know 700 people i was like okay well if you go back to my elementary school there were 80 people in my grade people below me people above me i'm a social person i talk to other people you go to my high school there's 1200 kids i know a lot of them i do extracurriculars outside of school things like that clubs teams now i'm at uni i know so many more people so i think 700 is a tame number okay dom yeah the math adds up Right, when we were at primary school, there was about 30 kids in the class. And we would have yeah. known, let's let's say, about five outside of our class, right? <laughs> if that. Because there yeah. weren't any other classes in our year. That's it. One class per year. How easy okay. teachers had it um, in those <laughs> days, not now. Then secondary no. school, let's say we had 30 classes, 30 classes, 30 students per form. We had six forms in our year. Um, so that's 180. So we're up to 215 people. Then I went to uni. Let's call that another 30 people. Fuck it. Let's add another 20 just for good measure. So that's about 265. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus our families. We'll call that 10. We'll call that 10. Um, don't talk to some of them. So that's 275. <laughs> we, we're barely scratching 300, mate. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I I remember when uh, Facebook. I so I used to have Facebook when it first sort of came out when we were in uni, which is like what two thousand and well, I think I was a year behind you because you know I fucked around for a year, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was what I call the uh, lost rebellion stage of my life. Uh, but the, <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I think 2006 to 2009, and then I had it for a bit, and I think I got rid of it in 2010. I haven't had Facebook since for 13 years. But at that point, me and my friend were basically having, like, a competition to see how many people we could get, like, friend requests and things. And I think I'd had it up to, like, 600 or something. But of that 600, I probably actually knew, like, 50, which is silly. (laughs) I mean, the... It makes me... I don't like... Sometimes it makes me nervous on Instagram having people that can see my stuff. Um, and that's a private account, but there's, like, people on there that, I don't know, it's just a dodgy place, the internet, isn't it? But we, we need to transition to another dodgy place to talk about this marine, and that dodgy place is Tree Hill. Lots of stuff happens there, and these are teenagers, are they? Well, no, not... Not anymore. They're 22. I mean, Haley reminded us in this episode she was 22. And there was times where my jaw was on the floor, dare I say. Because what? Like, like how? How? How are you 22 and living like this and saying some of the things like this? Like, if a 22... Oh, we'll get... I re- Firstly, I thought this was a really good episode. I want to put that out when we get to ratings i thought this is really good these are my only gripes and it's not to do with the episode or the performances or anything it's just this age thing again a grieving mother that's just lost her teenage son he's been murdered um for 22 year old said i just admire your strength shut the fuck up what do you sorry marie but what do you know (laughs) You, you can say what do you know I just lost a child. You were a fucking child. Get out of my house. I mean, thank you for the sentiments. Very nice. Yes, see the gifts on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like, did it rub anybody else up the wrong way? Or is that just me? I respect your elders. Sit down. I'm, I didn't see it that way, but go off. I, I, I saw it that way as well. I thought that this just yes. bizarre. And, and to have the five of them standing in... That you know this lady's front room and her be like the strongest person in the room as well. I thought this is just <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, and Lucas was an awful coach. Um, she started <laughs> off as a pretty terrible teacher, but she came around. She did get better. Nathan was the only real kind of inspirational one out of all of them. Um, Peyton was just there, I suppose. Was Brooke there as well? Maybe Brooke wasn't there yet. Brooke, Brooke no. didn't go. But Peyton was just there because Lucas was there. Yeah, and then obviously plus one to a funeral, yeah, or to a wake. I mean, if anything, yeah. Jamie out of all of these characters is kind of the glue mm-hmm. that holds them all together. He's the most philosophical. He's the one that sort of sees everything. He's like the unconscious narrator of the entire fucking program at the moment. Crazy. <laughs> okay, and Q's little brother. What was his name? Dre. Andre. Uh, Andre. Yeah, uh, Dre. Andre. Dre for short. Yeah. Oh, his, man, his middle that name kid. was Andre, and they call him Dre, but it wasn't his first name. What was his first name? The, there was a first name. I don't remember what it was. I can't remember. That's true, yeah. though. I, yeah, because he said, oh, they 
but people call me Andre or Dre for sure. That kid, so cute, firstly, but also oh. their interactions were so good. And it's and they both gave such great performances as kid actors. Like it's it's tough, isn't it, to get these performances they they killed it they knocked it out of the park you're right i fully agree like their interactions were wonderful and kind of felt realistic in an odd way just in like the sort of little kid conversations okay well that's good Mm -hmm. yes i go brandon 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 andre fields did you look that up or did you just pull that out pulled it out just pulled it out pulled out his brain okay impressive that's some millennial shit (laughs) have that gen z (laughs) shut up wait well marine where do you want to start this we just jumped to that out of passion yeah so uh for this episode i have pretty much no notes written down just like my final judgments and then just one thing that i kind of wanted to go into at the beginning because so i remember so that scene where they're all like in nathan and Haley's house and they're all just like sitting there and then peyton is like oh why did these things even like happen you know um not just a cue but like to anyone at all and then brooke comes out with all of these stats right so i wrote them down she was like 500 people get assaulted or raped three thirty thousand aggravated assaults in that state alone seven thousand robberies three thousand murders and 600 rapes and i was like let's sort of see how those stats kind of hold up today Oh. So I went online and I did some research because I was bored. Um so um so obviously we know that Q was killed by an act of random gun violence, which like if you guys keep up with the US news, it's like a huge, huge issue oh, there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, even um even two days ago, wasn't it? There was a shooting. Yeah, a, there was a Michigan yeah, one. Just Yeah. Horrific. It's horrendous. Oh. Yeah. So in the first 24 days of 2023, so on January 24th, there had been 39 mass shootings. Crazy. That's insane. And then, and then I checked the stat yesterday, and that number had gone up from 39 to 60. Oh, no. Uh, 39 to 68. And 60 <sighs> people have died. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so sad. Like, when are they just going to... You know, you know, we've spoken oh. about this before. Was it in? It was either Australia or New Zealand. I think it was Australia. There was a mass shooting, maybe in like the nineties. Someone will put us right on this, I'm sure. And they were like, "That's it, no more guns." And they literally mm-hmm. they changed the laws. They took all of the guns away, and then there you go. I mean, I'm I'm sure that there still is violence. Like how you know we've had shootings and things here in the UK, but they're much rarer because guns are so much harder to get hold of. I just don't understand. Sure. Like, I understand there's like a constitutional right to be able to bear arms and protect yourself, etc. But if nobody had a gun, then no one would need to defend themselves with a gun, right? I literally have that written down. I was like, because that's there in their like Second Amendment, I think. It's like you have the right to carry a firearm or a weapon to protect yourself. But it's like, if those were illegal, what do you need defending against? Right. And obviously, like over here in Canada, they're like illegal. Like, you know, not anyone can just like walk into a store and buy it because I'm pretty sure in some states, in a lot of states, you can go in and buy one without a license or a background check or something. And a lot of states, the minimum age is like 18. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I have some more numbers and they get even worse. Okay. So every day, 120 Americans die due to gun violence. Jesus. And then I'm. Yeah, and I'm sure you heard, um, so this was like earlier this year, there was an 18-year-old, an 18-year-old who bought a gun to an elementary school and killed like 19 kids and a teacher. And like this year has been like a historical record. It's so sad and so horrible. Yeah. 
And okay, this is like a horrible, horrible one. This is the last one, and I swear we'll get to happier places. But this is not a good. This is not a happy episode. So, um, so the U.S. is the only country that has more civilian-owned guns than people. So there's about 120.5 firearms per 100 residents. So that amounts to 393.3 million weapons. Jesus. And the government is trying to ban TikTok. <laughs> I like I don't understand where their priorities are here. Like and they're like trying to like like cuz I keep up with American news cuz like I live like an hour and a half from the border, so a lot of their stuff affects us here in Canada too. So like their priorities in this are like they're all wrong. Like they're trying to ban books on like race and like feminism and things like that. They're trying to like cut down on like gay rights and things. They're trying to ban TikTok in some places, whatever. I don't know what the hell is going on. And they're not doing anything about guns when people are dying over this every single day. Well, it's because and they have a piece of paper that was written on 230 fucking years ago by a, literally. a president, well, the first of their presidents, um, and a few others, like a couple of other presidents were, you know, chucking their name on it as well, and a few other so-called important people. And rather than just fucking growing a pair and going, that's a wonderful bit of history, let's leave that in a fucking museum, they still live by it. And it's a load of old fucking nonsense. So apologies to anyone I've offended in the States, but your country's a fucking joke. Wow, went there. I mean, it's true. That is is crazy. It's crazy. And so it's just so archaic. And I think it needs to be noted as well that people also die accidentally Mm. from from guns. I actually have had, uh, which is so sad to say, a friend that I worked at at the uh, summer camp in America that the year... So I went three years in a row... The third year, I went back. I went. I started working like my first job out out of college, and uh, and he died because he was accident accidentally shot um, at, a, at like a house party. Like it was an accident, and he and he died. And same age, I think he's a year younger than me. I have a picture of him and me and my friend Addy up here. I always keep it with me because. It's just like a reminder. Like he he died at like like twenty one years old, and he was such a beautiful person um, who I really had a lot of love for. And it's like, you know, would that have happened if guns weren't there? What weren't a thing? You know, and it's it's mm-hmm. so sad. And obviously, I know I'm using that as a personal experience, but I know that there's you know the, the, the all of these shootings, all of these things are just horrific and senseless and. It's, yeah, horrible. Yeah, and it's pretty much what you said. It's just like, you know, if, like, you know, if that gun wasn't legal, would that have even happened? So, like, I remember, like, a few episodes ago, Dom, you were, like, you know, predicting, oh, Q, like, you know, he's going to, like, go off to college somewhere. He might even play in the NBA with Nathan. It's like you said, like, mm. everyone who dies at the hands of a gun, like, they have such a great future ahead of them. Like, you know, his life hadn't even started yet, just like Skill said. Like, there was so much in store for him. But then this happened, and it's, like, absolutely tragic. Yeah, it's horrible. And like, it's not to say that like my little rant was mostly based on like any political nonsenses that are happening over there. Because, you know, I went to New York, I've been to Vegas, uh, you know, to very contrasting places in America, but full of wonderful, lovely people. Uh, and I've met, you know, lovely people along the way. And we've met lovely people that are from the States doing this podcast and all sorts. But 
just just the way it's governed and put together and they basically live off you know i guess the nra just own everything just run everything um they must make so much money that they've just got the the capital and the power to just control the whole country and it's just bizarre it's just insane mm-hmm. but this also beautifully articulates our earlier point marine because i and this isn't meant to be to sound patronizing at all but i could never have been on a podcast let alone, let alone and had a conversation like this anywhere near your age <laughs> like as in i i've mentioned this before but i tried podcasting a few years before dom and i did it um and it was terrible like as in the content was bad um i could only speak on my half it was with uh you know another friend i'm sure his part was good but uh, you know and i was probably when what how old were we when we started 32 32 32 yeah and i probably tried that when i was like 29 and it probably and it still was just you know <laughs> chatting trash so it's like uh yeah i think you know yeah the shining example of uh the intelligence that your generation has over at least me let's say (laughs) (laughs) okay well i mean the only reason i'm able to do this is because you guys gave me the opportunity to do it so i wouldn't have been able to do it myself my favorite word so (laughs) humble so humble so humble okay well it's one of my best qualities (laughs) excellent so well that's a great thank you for doing that research that's that's awesome Uh, i mean horrible those are all my notes so i had to do them that's great. Well tell well, tell us who you want to talk about first then. Yeah. Um let's it's classic. We're gonna go down the Nathan, Haley, Jamie side of things. Okay. So yeah. where Well, should we start about talking about how they tell Jamie? Because that's kind of pretty early on in the episode. That's like their first scene together, I think. Because their first scene is in the kitchen with Deb, and they're like, How yeah. are we going to tell him? And they're like, We'll tell him together. And then they go do that. Well, that I... is, is when Haley turns up at the river court, doesn't she? Yeah. To tell Nathan. Yes. That's, that's he drops it. the ball yeah. from the distance. That was quite a. Yeah, quite I really nice like shot. how no words were exchanged in that scene. You kind of mm. knew what was happening, yeah. and the impact was shown yeah. like that. that I thought that was good, nice. That was a good moment. Yeah, it was yeah. show with the ball dropping and it was the, the shock. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Well, I thought it, I thought Nathan's explanation was really good of where he was saying uh, his body stopped working, which actually is quite a spiritual perspective of having on it. Like I know he's doing that to explain it to a child, but actually, I quite like that explanation as an adult that. His, you know, his soul lives on in some form, but his body stopped working. Now, I know, Dom, I mean, I don't even have to ask you, but I'm fairly certain that you are uh, a determined, predetermined atheist. Am I correct? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which I think I used to feel that way. And maybe, and as I've got older, I've felt a little bit more spiritual, I would say. And and I hope it's not just uh, some sort of optimism, maybe. Uh, But I'd like to feel like there's some form of uh, continuation in some form. But I thought it was quite nice. It was saying that his body's not working, but, you know, he's, he's in heaven now. I mean, Maureen, what, what's, what's your take? Yeah, I thought that 
first of all, very wise for a 22 year old. And so I'm like bringing that up again, but I thought that was yeah. a really great way of explaining it. And then, um, I think Jackson did such a good job in that scene, like, you know, the whole like childlike innocence of it. And then right at the end when like he says, Oh, but like, you know, what if, but oh no, he said something like, but, um, what about the Ravens? Right. It's just that like he's so small, his mind can't even like comprehend something like that happening. And then he like runs off saying, I'm going to go like finish his cape or something. Watch. He's going to love it. Like he fully doesn't understand what's happening. So that was really like a stab to the heart there. Like that one, that scene hurt. For sure. Dom, any, well, we know no emotion, of course, but (laughs) did you, did you think it was well done? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was well done. And, And the conversation they had and like the emotion that, um, you know, James Lafferty and, um, Joy. Joy, Bethany, Bethany Joy Lenz. Put into it. God, that just names. I can't remember names anymore. Um, the, the, In six seasons. Yeah, <laughs> I don't worry. I can't remember anyone's name. So I've, I've hit that age. Um, but yeah, yet I, you remembered Brandon. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I remember obscure shit. <laughs> Abby Brown. Abby Brown. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, the, the emotion they put into it uh, and kind of the... I guess the the words that were used and the things that they were saying were, was really good, and Jamie asking if he can play basketball still, and um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just the, the that kind of conversation. He jumps over the rabbit, which put immediate fear in, into me. I thought he's going to land on on the poor rabbit, um, but yeah, um, I just I, I can't help but feel that Jamie did understand. He did get it, and he did kind of go, well, okay, and like, and just kind of appreciates that you know. Q's not going to play, like kind of what Simon was saying, Q's not going to play basketball here anymore, but he might play it, you know, in another realm, shall we say. Oh, it is true. So, I didn't see it like uh, that. I'm going to go and get his cape ready for him anyway, so he's got that still. That was... that was. I'm going to start crying in the middle of oh, this. <laughs> I can't... That, it made me feel quite emotional, actually, just there. Yeah, yeah. It's quite, do you know, I, I mean, touch wood... I've been really lucky, I think, in life with I there hasn't besides the friend I was talking about uh, earlier and my wife's grandmother passing away, who I had a really good relationship with and and a few family members from my wife's side, sadly, I haven't had I I don't have much family. So maybe that's why. But I haven't had much death, really. Um, and that's such but what's so uh worrying is that it just happens as we get older naturally right it's just gonna start happening uh and i just don't even know how i'm gonna deal with it i think about it sometimes with my dog and i know that might sound silly but like i love my dog beyond like i i think about it all the time you know those scenarios of you can only take four people on a shuttle because the world's going to explode and you get to choose <laughs> like yeah. there are many that is hot well it's better to put it the other way there's hardly any humans that would get the space beyond luna i mean my wife my son parents can i take you both uh, let me see <laughs> they're one unit they can go as one yeah you count as one no of course i'd bring them both but i like you know i don't but i but i know that she's going to be seven this year and you know there's a finite amount of time there and i i think i don't even know how i'm going to cope with that like i think i will be completely broken 
and that's horrible that's something horrible that comes with age dom give me an answer make it better get the fear out of me uh, unfortunately, that's something I can't help you with. That's something you have to deal with when it when it happens. Jesus, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Just remember Sorry. the good times, Marine. No, no, okay. no. <laughs> Marine, yeah. Can you give it a go, Gen Z? You want to give it a go, please? Comforting words. Yes, please. Yeah. No, I'm usually the one who needs comforting words. I usually like call people crying, like, give me comforting words. I'm not good at the sympathy thing. I'm sorry. Great. Right. Socks up. Get on with it. <laughs> sorry. Just like. Silent like, generation. You know, Keep calm and carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like you asked for Gen Z. So you're getting like brutally honest, I think. Right. I see. I see. Uh-oh. I see. So where do I need to go? Baby boomers. Is that the generation that will give the comfort? No, 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 no. They'd be worse. <laughs> Oh, so it's harder in my day. <laughs> Other generation. You're like, oh my god, no! Like, you know, I'm. Yeah, no, they would not be the right. Maybe ones you need... be like, oh my god, your dog died. My, I like died in war. Like, I don't know. Like, they'd say something stupid. Like, I that. used that to work in a mine. Go, go to a millennial that isn't me. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. A yeah. different go to a therapist. All that. <laughs> but what? A uh, millennial therapist? A Gen Z therapist? Mm, go to a Gen Z therapist. Oh, Lord. Right. Do it. Right. Speaking of things, and I think it would be interesting. Uh, Dom and I said at some point we're going to do a high flyers about this because Dom doesn't know much about OCD, um, and I, for the first time ever, am actually getting help with it to try and kick it. I mean, you can't kick it, but to try and help with it. And so there's this thing called no CD. It's quite clever, isn't it? OCD no it's this big therapy thing it's American and so I'm gonna start what's called it's called like ERP therapy which basically means like you basically sit in the anxiety of what it is to get you through it to learn to deal with it so you don't have to do the compulsions and all these other things the reason I bring it up is because it's all American so like the therapist that's gonna guide me through it is American and so I'm wondering what that experience is going to be like, because I imagine therapy in America is very different to therapy in Britain. And then the therapist is like an older guy as well. So now it's like a, it's going to be a different generation and American. But yeah, I think it will be interesting. Does it sound interesting? Did I overshare? You both look like I've overshared. No, 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 no. I trauma dump on people like all the time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it, is that the what it's called trauma dumping okay that, yeah that's just what i say like <laughs> i like it should we get back to the episode please yeah right um so nathan and Haley. um so part of the reason why i picked nathan and Haley first is because i want to talk about Haley, my girl Haley, and you guys have been slandering my girl Haley for a really long time and i've been listening if I wasn't such a big fan, if I wasn't like paying my like paying my money, I would like take away my five star rating and like unsubscribe. <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Explain yourself. But, <laughs> yeah, but why? I think you guys should be explaining yourselves. <laughs> Just saying. She's a terrible mother no, no, no. and a terrible teacher. I mean, even in this episode, she alienated a student that was new. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna need you to stop talking and Ooh. let me do talking here because go you guys have done too much talking go, on Haley. Go ahead, go ahead. Also, go ahead. to everyone who's like listening, I, like I swear, like we have the fun dynamic. I'm not being mean. <laughs> um, no, no, you're being mean. <laughs> we well, no, we welcome it. Tell us, tell us why we're wrong. 
Okay. So I don't, okay. First of all, I just like to say, I think you guys do have a little bit of a point where you're like, cause, so I think be, the reason why you're, you guys were saying that stuff is because, so season five was obviously like a transitional season, right? It was from when, like season four, they were 18, season five, they were 22. And I think in season five, they didn't know how to deal with that in, in a lot of ways. Let me explain. So I think like, like they just didn't know where to take the characters um, so I think a lot of it was just, cause I think one of your major complaints of season five was like, we never see Haley in the classroom with her students. We never see her with her son. Mm-hmm. Right. It's been, it's been three episodes of season six and we're already seeing more of that. So I think they figured out how to write Haley better. I think it was more of a writing issue in season five. And I feel like in season five, Haley was cast off a lot. Like she didn't really have any major plot points of her own that didn't have something to do with Nathan's drama as well. And I think Haley's always been sort of cast aside because you can see like Brooke and Peyton, they sort of had like a proper storyline sort of going. And I like, I don't know, maybe I'm reaching too far with this, but in season four, it was like Sophia, Hillary, and Daniil all did like this like Maxim cover, I think. Right. And Joy was the one who was excluded from that because she was too fat. She's not fat at all. So I think maybe Mark Schwann or like the writers were trying to like, maybe push Brooke and Peyton more because they were like viewers would, would want to see the two of them more and they sort of neglected Haley in that season. So I think bad writing choices contributed to a lot of what made her character not great in season five. Like they didn't do much with her. All of all of it was just her being fed up with Nathan. And then we got a little bit of music towards the end. But seeing season and they didn't even dress her properly. I think me and Magdalena have had conversations about this. Her hair was horrible. Her clothing was horrible. They just didn't know what to do with her character. And season six has already been better. So I think that's a big thing. But like all of your complaints about like, you know, seeing like never seeing her with her child and never her never being at school were valid. But that's just because of really bad writing choices and like directing choices made for her character that's what i got it sounded a lot better in my head i don't know how well i projected that it sounded good i thought it sounded good i mean dom will tell you why we disagree i'm sure dom (laughs) (laughs) bring it Dom. um one thing i i do actually want to say is um i thought Haley was kind of integral to this episode like she was she was pretty much everywhere and in most scenes and and she she did a really good job as well um and she played that important mother part and she was a, a teacher for a proportion of the episode. Um, I wouldn't say she was a good teacher. Um, I get what you're saying about the writing. Um, I think the writing in some episodes in the last season was pretty awful for all of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure Haley was necessarily singled out. Um, I think it's mostly let's have an argument with Nathan. That was pretty much like, and then you know, pretty much that was figure your shit out and hope for yeah. the best. And then when we've got to oh. this season, uh, it's been marginally better. I think she's that this episode in particular, she was like, you know, mother and a teacher. But yes, she did uh, almost immediately single that student out for sitting at that desk. What she could have said is, um, "Hi, Sam." really sorry would you mind moving to the desk at the back because that like that was you know quinton's table or whatever his desk and she probably mm-hmm. would have gone okay yeah i've heard about that kid he's the one that got shot recently i'll sit over there then and then she walks past and goes oh nice shirt close over bros there's you know 
there's all these like weird yeah that was like a little passive aggressive i agree but like that one point where like everyone is just sitting there quietly writing and then Haley's like okay everybody take like a paper and pencil she's like why like sam like was that really necessary like attitude like you're in a classroom sam's a kid (laughs) so yeah yeah i know but like no i'm a kid too you wouldn't see that happening in my generation different generation marine you don't know what the millennial (laughs) kids were doing i'm telling but but the thing the thing with that is that line was unnecessary like as in i don't think she would have said it they used it as a device so that Haley could say because that's what we do writers put pen to paper and try and make sense out of it it was just like a setup line for that but as dom said she is a teenager and teenagers as you know i mean you still don't have it yet and but you you present like you have it but it's not in the frontal lobe we guess it's here at the front dom science it should be at the front right frontal lobe is at the front okay good 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 okay good but the the, uh but hayley and i'm not even just saying this as someone that was a former teacher not at this kind of level but still (laughs) your role is to be inclusive to everybody in the classroom and to try and evoke a positive positive being the main word response out of whatever you're delivering and she kind of singled somebody out for something that they were not in control of it's not wasn't in sam's control to know quinton to know that something had happened and all Haley needed to say was oh hey in private politely oh hey i'm sorry i know that you're new but actually sadly a student had just passed away and they sat at this desk would you mind just taking another one we're just leaving it like that as like a a show of respect um you know thank you she could then go over there appreciate it instead of find another desk what like (laughs) i think she just said can you move to that desk at the back no no yeah i'm not gonna rewatch the episode i remember what she said she said listen you little shit back to that (laughs) desk over there I'm going to graffiti on this school property now. No, that was a nice... I don't know. It's just all... You're grieving, sure. Get it. But also, you're a role model here. You've got to try and help... She did help the students. I don't know. But at the same time, she's 22. What does she know? Of course she doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, she literally said, like, I'm 22. I have no idea what I'm doing either. (laughs) And that was was the good point. That was the good thing. Like, what the hell do I say to my students? I haven't got a clue what to say to them. And then, obviously, the horrible little ginger kid that was saying like what's the point like every every now and then which was you know he, he wasn't horrible because he was ginger there was nothing wrong with being ginger he was just a horrible ginger kid um uh, you're being you're being factual you're yes. being descriptive yes i don't get what's the point well what's the point the point is i fucking told you to do it so just shut up and do it um millennials but, uh, like I, I don't, yeah. I don't think she necessarily handled that moment brilliantly. But she went on to, to, you know, do a nice thing in the class, and then Samantha Walker writes a nice letter, which is the thing that's being played over the episode, you know, at the beginning and then mm-hmm. towards the end as well. So, yeah, not like not bad overall from Haley. Um, uh, it was definitely an improvement. If, if we continue in this trend, like sh- she's going in, she's being supportive, she's getting the best out of these students as, as a collective, and not just you know one individual, then fine. But this just paves the way for 
you know, Sam or Samantha or whatever we're going to call her to, you know, be confronted by Brooke at some point and Brooke, like, take her in because that seems to be what she's doing, like troubled children and looking after them. What, can I just stop you there one second? Maureen, have you got to go in, like, three minutes? Yeah, let's I was about to say, like, you know, once Dom was done, we could do that. I let's, didn't want to interrupt his. Yeah, no, well, Dom, we'll put a pin in that and come back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maureen, let's get your judgments because we need to know so we can take that into the final debate. So who was your favorite performer of the episode? Um, Don Lewis, who happens to be Quentin's mother, the actress. She was, every time she was on screen, she owned that screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just like to give a shout out to Joy and Sophia. They're such good criers. They're such pretty criers. I wish I could cry that pretty. <laughs> and Tori DeVito, um, the one who plays Nanny Carrie. She's so good at playing Psycho. Just a quick note about Carrie. Um, I don't blame her for wanting to, like, kidnap Jamie because, like, I mean, look at him. So cute. <laughs> He's adorable. I would want to kidnap Jamie too. Nanny Carey's valid. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Gen Z accepts uh, kidnap. Okay. Gen Z. It, well, <laughs> by, you know, whatever you have to do. As um, long as it's good for the kid. <laughs> right. I'm not going to like tie him up. I'm going to take care of him. I mean, it looks like he's going to get access to a good dentist because she has great teeth. So at least there's, you know, good dentistry exactly. in his that? future. What about your favorite character of the episode? Haley James Scott. I know we like, you know, she wasn't like great to Sam at some points, but I think overall she was the strongest character in this episode. Okay. And mm-hmm. your favorite background performer? One line on Chester. Chester. <laughs> Chester. Chester. I love Chester. <laughs> Chester hasn't been talked enough on this podcast, and I'm upset. So please give Chester more talking time. I love Chester. <laughs> well, okay. We we'll make. We should it. get Chester on the podcast. I think he might be at the farm at this special, point. Special farm in the sky. He might, he might be at the farm. We, I mean, we could get his like stunt coordinator, <laughs> whoever trained him up. Yeah, no, just sit there and do nothing. That's probably possible. So, how was it like training a rabbit? Yeah, we don't want to hear about show. you. We want to hear about how Chester was. We want to hear about the rabbit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, what about your favorite line? Okay. Um, it's Sam's thing. Um, I, can I like quickly go through it Please. and say it? I'll yeah. try my best to do it as good as she did. Okay. Quentin Fields was a basketball player. He was also a son, a brother, somebody's teammate, and somebody's friend. I never knew Quentin Fields, and I guess now I never will. Grief is like the ocean. It's deep and dark and bigger than all of us. And pain is like a thief in the night. Quiet, persistent, unfair. Diminished by time and faith and love. I didn't know Quentin Fields, but I'm jealous of him. Because I see how his absence has affected the people who did know him. So I know he mattered to them. And I know he was loved. People say that Quentin Fields was a great basketball player. Graceful, fluid, inspiring. They say on a good night, it almost seemed as though he could fly. And now he can. Beautiful. So sad. So sad. Yeah. I, I would have read it more slowly and more dramatically, but like, I have to go to work so I can get that paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what about but, your yeah, fav- I love it. favorite song? <laughs> Um, the final song, it's not just a cop-out. It's, like, in my One Three Hill playlist. It's, like, a really good song. It's called Quiet in My Town. Um, but a note on the music, since, Simon, you bring up John Nordstrom all the time. Um, so there was a song in this episode that was by Matthew Ryan. And and so his music was in the episode, but he also served as the, like, guest composer. So he did all the score. So it wasn't John in this episode. It was mm. 
this man, Matthew Ryan. Oh, he took a check from my friend John. Oh, yeah. what's happening. Okay. Oh, that's good. Thank you. All of the good facts today, Maureen. I'm prepared. Uh, your preparation shows how unprepared Dom and I both are. Um, <laughs> what would this podcast be without me, honestly? Come on, guys. Nowhere. I wouldn't like to think. I wouldn't like to think. <laughs> Where would you be without my 70 reviews? Exactly. We, and that's... A, like, let's be real. That's a nod to everyone else there. Marine got yeah. 70, 70 yeah, reviews so, just for us. Like, everybody else who's not a better Raven, get on my level. Exactly. You got 10% of your followers to give us a review, if you think about it that way. And those were only people I knew in high school. Well, you're well, in, I'm co- in, you're school in college now. now. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Well, wait. You know how many people are on my campus? Like 25,000. Well, get flyering. More than that, I think. <laughs> Canvassing. <laughs> We're going to pass drama queens like that. Yeah. Please. <laughs> well, okay. Well, last but not least is the precious... Precious. ...rating. So, Maureen, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I had a number stayed the same. Ooh. You're not even going to let me ask the next question. Okay. Nope. Um, okay. So just you after three, and then we'll take that into the final debate. Dom, on your hands, so that Marine can't see, put what you think Marine is going to say, and then we will raise them when she says her number, so that there's some inclusivity. See, look, this is what a teacher does. It involves everybody in the... I am a teacher, too, at some level. I know what this is. You don't have to worry. Okay. Ready? (laughs) One, two, three... Oh, I have to say it. I thought you were going to put your hands up. You were going to say it, and then oh. we'll put our hands up. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I got that wrong. Okay, let's do that again. One, two, three. Ten. Oh. Ooh, nine. Are we both put up nine? We both went nine. No, see, because I, I was also struggling with a nine as well. I was in between a nine and a ten. Um, I'm very much willing to go to a nine, because um, I think... You know, some of the lines maybe could have been better or like some of like, you know, some of what we talked about with Haley could have been better. So that's the only reason why. But I think this episode is one of the saddest episodes in TV history. And if you search up saddest TV episodes, this one is usually on the list. And I think it portrayed grief and things like that very well, which was why I initially gave it a 10. Um, So I think it does deserve a 10, but I am completely willing to go down to a nine as well. Okay, good to know. Well, thank you, Maureen. You'll find out the final score when when the episode comes out, uh, or you can just message oh, yeah. us later. We'll let you know. Uh, it was an honor and a pleasure to host you, as always. We appreciate your support and hope you have a great day at work. Yeah, I'm going to be breaking a few speeding laws getting there, but, you know, <laughs> that's how we roll. Well, You're a superstar, safe. as always, Maureen. Uh, it's great to have you on, and I already can't wait to have you on in the next season uh, and catch up with you soon. But yeah, thanks for joining. Exciting. Okay, I'll see you guys. Take care. Bye, Maureen. Thank Bye. you. All the best. And then there were the two O to the motherfucking G's. In fact, Dom, what are we the gangsters of? We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Because I think I've had enough. I think we need to step this back up again. I think there's some people out there that think we've fallen off, think that we've gone, you know what, season six, we're going to take our foot off of the gas. Fuck no, I'm putting it foot down to the pedal to the floor. Fifth gear, sixth gear, is there a seventh? We'll find it. Dom, 
smash it into seventh, my friend. We're going DeLorean <laughs> speed into the future. Let's, let's see if these bastards can do 90. <laughs> I'd like to hear where the motherfucking gangsters are right now in an Irish accent, and then I'd like you to argue with the Irish person that just said it in a Scottish accent, and then finish it off by saying something in an Australian accent. That is also to do... That's to do with Dan Scott. Go. Okay. Um, where are the mo- motherfucking gangsters are right now? Don't be fucking ridiculous. You're never going to be the motherfucking gangsters of right now. We absolutely are. How dare you uh, insinuate that we're anything but the motherfucking gangsters of right now? Well, I tell you what. You fucking convinced me. You've convinced me like this random Australian guy that's just wandering in off the street. Good eye. He's talking about the motherfucking gangsters are right now. Just like yeah. Danny Scott. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Ravens. <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. Thank Did you. Did it. Thank you. Done it. I just want to appreciate the colonel. Okay. <laughs> just appreciating the colonel. Just just that moment of silence. That's all I needed. Just to tip. Thank you. Tip the hat, doff the cap, or whatever to the colonel. Because mm-hmm. don't look, don't look him directly in the eyes. You you you're not, you're the man in charge. And that's that's what we need. That's what this podcast needs and has always had. Thank you. Steady. I think when Marine, uh, not Marine, sorry, Marine. I think when Magda was here last week, she questioned my authority a little bit. I think she. There's a reason she's not here now, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Magda. (sighs) I did notice that when Magda questioned your authority, LDG was very quiet. She just, she just like, I'm going to distance myself from Magdalena Mm. because Mm -hmm. she's making a fool of herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be involved with that. You know, we mm-hmm. planned we planned trips to see each other to visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna cancel them. I could I could see it. I could see it in her face. You know, is that are they are they refundable tickets? I think was what she was thinking. As soon as Magda made that decision, yep. I think LDG was quickly secretly you know googling and and checking the emails, confirmation emails. What is the cut off time? Uh, but also. With such an infraction, I'm willing to take a loss. <laughs> I'm willing to take the hit on this one. Yeah, uh, the, you know, the, the thousands of pounds, dollars, whatever I've spent on this, I write it off. It's fine. Yeah. Because she's, yeah. she's put her foot right in it. And yeah. that's, not, that's not good. Well, the thing is, is firstly, it's a massive foot, because massive foot Magda, and then now it smells, because it's been put right in the ship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, LDG, doing herself a favour, <laughs> staying quiet and keeping a distance. <laughs> Magda, we love you. We love your massive stinky foot. We do. I need that to be noted. Um but don't question the authority on the podcast. Never. Please don't. Never. Like, it's, I don't want to be put in that position. 
I want Dom to be put in that position. Where, this is the thing, Magda. Dom kind of looks at me like a hero, okay? And when you question me, you're actually hurting him. Mm. Mm. My soul, if you can call it that, it's just like a withered husk of a thing. Just like a like an empty like acorn shell. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. A bit mouldy. Yeah, yeah, bit yeah. Out. It's just ruined is all i've got left and that is controlled by simon and uh, as soon as you question him i feel like that's withering and it's it's mm. basically dust um, <laughs> so don't let him be dust magda don't let it be dust <laughs> please give him some moisture <laughs> <laughs> so dry do you think people are listening now going these two idiots been <laughs> what's funnier is we could do hours of this no content we don't need any what's, content what's quite funny is that for about half an hour before anyone joins we normally do do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh good good well now we can say what we really think about Haley, right so oh i thought you meant marine <laughs> now because we really think about marine <laughs> I can't get over. Were you were you that well put together at like nineteen or no. however, you know? How? Don't be crazy. Not a chance. Is she like unique, or are all nineteen year olds just much more mature? I mean, so she's twenty two in this thing, isn't she? So if we're so- I was talking about Marie. Oh, you mean Marie? Oh, talking God, about I thought you were talking about Haley. Haley. I thought you were talking about Haley this time. Um, also, no, then, if you're talking about Maureen, no, I wasn't that well put together at all. She's very, um, very articulate, very, seems mm. very sensible. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's great yeah. on the podcast. Like, yeah. really, yeah. Good. Well done. Well there done. But it's our channel. It's our channel. It's <laughs> our platform. We built it. And we will remain on it. You can't knock us off. We'll put out any content we want. We'll put out silence. And that silence will have Patreon members. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. We don't try that hard. But yet we're first in our class. We look left. We look right at our podcast peers. And we don't see them because we surpassed them. And we didn't even try. Can't even call them peers. Uh, they're not even peers. They're just things in the rear view mirrors. <laughs> mirrors. Mirrors. <laughs> mirrors. Any other podcast would edit this out. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Never. No chance. So, Hayley James Scott. Yes. Hmm. Not going to bring it up. There's some controversy. Did you see in the Discord? Uh, no. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't see. It might have been on the spoiler thread to you. To be fair to you, but there's some uh, there's some gossipy gossipy drama uh, about potentially she's fallen out with Sophia and Hillary. So I, I saw a little bit of this because I saw that. Uh, I was tagged in a comment that was, what if we're not really friends? I didn't see that part, oh, did you but know, that's I said, funny. I said, can you imagine if Dom, weren't really, uh, Dom and Simon weren't really friends and this was all a... 
it was all a con just to, get us, just to get people to you know, sign up listen and sign up yeah <laughs> could you imagine that's hilarious playing the long game right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> last episode just like yeah i can't stand that guy <laughs> can't believe it piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah just listening to his opinions about a show oh god for like four or five years <laughs> so they hate Wednesday each other now. Night. no i don't know i think the controversy is that so these aren't I don't know any of this to be facts. This is just gossipy stuff that I read. Um and our ravens weren't gossiping. They were showing other people's gossip and uh from Reddit and places. So I'm not saying that any of these sources are uh what's the word? Valid, valid. or anything. Yeah. But the rumors are that Joy potentially is quite conservative and has some potentially conservative political viewpoints that doesn't necessarily align with maybe Sophia and Hillary and maybe there was some things about maybe some homophobia um I mean that's strong so I'm not again this is not these are not my words and not anything I'd ever heard before I'm just saying um and I was shocked reading that, so I would be I would be very surprised if that was true, but who knows. And apparently on people have gone into like the investigation modes and up until like November or something, they all three of them post a lot on Instagram and all three of them always like all of each other's stuff. And since like November, Hillary and Sophia have not liked any post that Joy has put out, but yet they still, Hillary and Sophia still like each other's posts. And there's been some convenient absences and things on the podcast and whatever. Um, he made a face. So you think, you think that's nonsense? I just think people have got too much time on their hands. <laughs> just who cares? <laughs> But do do you think, well, what do you think? Do you think there's a possibility that they may, you know, if they'd fallen out, but they're maybe still contractually obligated to do the podcast or what do you think? Like, hopefully they haven't fallen out over something um, trivial, but hopefully it isn't something that's too big that they can't like repair their relationship if they have fallen out at all. Because obviously I'm not privy to these things and I don't, pay that much attention to things that are shared um so um in your discord yeah, yeah. i just flick through for tag people that might have tagged my name and then <laughs> just see oh, okay there if we they go. didn't mention me i'm not reading it oh, yeah. <laughs> or i'm not gonna understand it <laughs> if i ever was to catch dom in the taylor swift fred i think i'd have a heart attack <laughs> no chance absolutely no chance there's several on there that have been muted for <laughs> for a number of reasons. <laughs> okay. But um, also, like, hopefully, like, she hasn't said anything that's, um, like, in her past or, or in her present that's homophobic or, you know, some sort of phobic or anything like that. Uh, and it's all just, you know, hot water from... <laughs> people making things up but you know if she has said something stupid like and it was 100 years ago you know like when 
you you said exactly this thing something that gets found on the internet of a stupid thing somebody said when they were you know young and dumb um then fair enough but you know as long as she does the old you know sorry and and comes out and apologizes or whatever then fine but yeah uh, i i don't really want to say anything or judge anything because i haven't got a clue what what it's about or you know what it could be about so for sure definitely and i and i fully agree i mean i almost feel silly for saying it because there's no there's nothing there um but it's just interesting like you said that people can make these things out of these things and i mean again not that anybody would care but imagine people going to look at our instagrams now to see if we've liked each other's stuff which we do i'm sure we do do you did you like my pictures i mean i don't really post anything so it's true like rarely very very rarely but yes we send each other a lot of stuff we We send each other a lot of stuff and then we like the things that we've sent each other yeah always always that it's almost like to let you know i've double hearted it or tapped it so that you know that i enjoyed it (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah exactly so like oh it says seen but he's not he's not reacted in any way is he angry with me? <laughs> Have I upset the colonel? <laughs> <laughs> Was this real, not shareworthy? <laughs> yeah, good. Well, in other news, here's a question. Mm. Have you seen Don't Worry Darling? No. I'm not sure you'd like it. Um, okay. He might. I, I thought it was quite... I actually thought it was quite good. F and I watched it and thought it was quite good. Um, it has Harry Styles in... Mm-hmm. Um, I said, but it has Harry Styles. No, he's really good in it. But here's something interesting. So, F watched it with her mum and her cousin the other night. And then she told me afterwards, and we were all talking about it, that did you know Harry Styles spat, spat on on Chris... Oh, you did know this? Yeah. Is this famous thing? Okay, I didn't know this. This was at awards last year, wasn't it? Right. What? Why? Um, I don't know. I think Olivia Wilde came out. She directed it, didn't she? And she's in it. Yeah, she direct. Yeah, and she was dating Harry or with Harry Styles at the time. Yeah, I think she said it wasn't a spit. Like people went back and said, "Oh, like he didn't spit on Chris Pine. It's like a mistake." And then other people said, "Oh, he did spit, but it was like a like a silly game they were playing. It wasn't out of." like malice or anything like that but I, I don't know again right. it's another one of those things that's just passed me by i've seen it i also don't care Wait, so was it it was like a banter <laughs> thing or something yeah potentially like, yeah because i i was thinking and it's very different but i as soon as f showed me that video i said i'd rather be slapped by will smith than spat on by somebody i'd much rather be slapped in the face then someone spit on me. Yeah. I'd rather neither. But yes, I agree. I'll take the slapping over that any day. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's just weird. Just stuff like this just happens all the time. And it's just weird. A lot of the time it just completely over my head. Because I don't really pay any attention to that. Because I promise you, I, I literally do not care. And I, I know that sounds really bad. Like with the the whole like... Sophia and Hillary and stuff like that. I know it's really important to some people. So I, I'm not taking 
anything away f- like from anyone that that finds that important or that's you know information that they really want to know and they, they these are three people that they really look up to or they really enjoy listening to or watching on screen or whatever that's absolutely fine but for me I, I really don't care it really doesn't bother me if their podcast didn't exist tomorrow because they've had a falling out I would not care <laughs> I it, it has absolutely no impact on my life so doesn't bother me but well, I appreciate that it does have an impact on other people so I will say that I, I've okay. had to put a lot of disclaimers in today when I've You've you know gone all ridiculed over the place tonight. Uh, like people and I've gone in on countries, countries and the stuff whole country. like that I don't mean yeah. the people that listen to this podcast and I don't mean a lot of the people that, that live in that country but you know there's there's all sorts going on but there's so much happening in the world that is important I can give a shit about that do you know what I mean? Can I ask you, okay, so a podcast do. you do listen to, the Peter Crouch podcast, right? Yes. I don't listen to it, but I know it's very popular. Um, and it must be him and a few other people, right? Mm-hmm. If their podcast suddenly went away tomorrow because there'd been some disagreements and whatever, would you be interested in that? <coughs> because it's a podcast that you do, that you are a fan of. Would you not want to know? Or if there was tension... And you could kind of sense it when listening to the podcast. Would you not want to? Would you not give it a Google? Um, maybe, but like, so they did. They did their podcast all the way over the World Cup, and they did like World Cup specials during, during the World Cup, and then they're on their like season break or whatever until the the new one. I haven't listened to any of that because I wasn't. I didn't care. I want to listen to the content that they have about. Um, you know his career and other people and their guests that they get on and talking about their careers and and what happens behind the scenes of football that we don't see um I, i'm not interested in what their thoughts are on the world cup and stuff i, I don't really care mm. um I, I i suppose so yeah maybe there's a there's a percentage of me maybe let's say like 10 percent that would be curious and i would have a look and go oh okay that's a shame and then move on you know i listen to a number of other podcasts um so I'd be okay. <laughs> you know? Excellent. Well, speaking of which, our episode of A Few Good Men is out on our main feed now, if you're interested. So what's our next one? 90s Batman. Now, is that going to be next week, One Tree Hill, and then after that, yeah? Yeah, so the 1st of March we'll be doing uh, Batman, and then yes. the 8th we're back to One Tree Hill. And to be excellent, and to be clear, it's the 90s Batman which is uh, the Val Kilmer one and the George Clooney one, which I think is, is it Batman Forever and Batman and Robin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Batman and Robin, which is terrible. That's the Mr. Free- <laughs> Mr. Freeze one. And Poison Ivy, isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I told you how Halle Berry and Flintstones was uh, an awakening for oh, me. Oh, no. <laughs> Mr. Freeze in this was... <laughs> oh. <laughs> poison ivy oh I'm sorry <laughs> and there's that whole bit where um, she's like uh, Robin's put on like rubber lips to stop her from the poison you know and his, I can't I but we'll get, do you we'll remember get was it. that was that a spoiler do you remember that part yeah 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 of course oh man <laughs> Oh, oh Simon just went somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! 
Uh, Batman. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. So, should we talk about Debs and Skills? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we done with the the James Scott family. Yeah, I I thought. Yeah, I thought Nathan was good. I thought I uh, I thought the sentiment of what Haley was trying to do was good, but I just like we said, I think she could have done it in a more positive and inclusive way, and maybe that would have happened with an older, more experienced teacher. I'm also not trying to be mean to people that are young, I, like at all. I mean, it may sound that way, but I'm just saying from my own experience anyway, is that sometimes you need a bit more life before you can be guiding others in their lives you know like you need to live a bit and have some of that experience and i know it varies different people different ages but yeah a good moment to bring in principal turner yes yes can you you know uh, i could do with some support in this lesson i'm gonna talk to the kids and see how they feel and actually i need someone who might have experienced this before he might have had to tell kids before that you know a student's not going to be coming back to school because of this or that or you know whatever yeah i mean it's really sad i I don't know if it happened in your school um but we had there was a student we had two in the time that i was at school in secondary school had two kids pass away uh Mm. one but neither were in my year both were in the year below i think or maybe one was maybe two years below one um was stabbed uh in Hatfield. Um it's really horrible. It's really horrible. Um mm-hmm. I didn't like know him but I knew who he was, but I didn't uh you know, it's just scary and horrible. And then the other boy was a boy a boy in my year, it was his younger brother he was maybe one year or two years below and he passed away in his sleep like some sort of heart defect he must have been like 13 14 years old mm. like how i don't even know like how do you deal with that like i mean i'm now thinking of it from the perspective of a parent uh i mean obviously i know my son's only young and he is still a toddler i just can't even imagine that kind of pain uh and then yeah i mean from a teacher's perspective and little brothers older brothers it's just so tragic and sad and i know that yeah i don't know just gone off on the one sad so sad Mm. it's an incredibly sad storyline and it's one where i think one tree hill possibly could have done maybe a better job with it i know they don't want to labor the point too much but you know um, Jimmy's episode w- was put together so incredibly well and had such a strong message uh, and s- such strong, you know, attempts at support after they realised how like upset he was and and how much of a danger he was potentially with you know taking a gun into the school and a danger that he didn't want to be. Whereas in this situation, you know, it's something that happens all the time. You know, random acts of violence, random killings you know, wrong place, wrong time, all of these things, they, they happen constantly. But I don't think this episode necessarily dealt with it the right way and in the way that they dealt with um, kind of Jimmy. the Jimmy episode, yeah. So I definitely think there's scope 
in programs like this. Um, maybe it's because Q wasn't such a big character, but um, the only reason Jimmy kind of got the time of day is because of what happened to Keith. Um, because this happened to Q and he wasn't, you know, uh, like a major character or a major um, kind of involvement in the show. You know, obviously he's been in since season five, but he hasn't been in since season one. For example, you know, if it was Lucas getting shot, it would be different, wouldn't it? And, it, you know, it would be handled very differently. So, yeah, I, I, ju- I just think that it could have been better all around rather than watching these 22 year olds going, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to my my child. I don't know how I'm going to explain this to a, a group of, you know, teenagers in a classroom that they could have brought people in that come and explain it. Let's get the whole school together. Let's do an assembly. Let's, you know, let's discuss this. Let's go into the lessons and, you know, and we don't have to see it hour by hour by hour. We could just see snapshots of, of each moment. And, you know, it's nice that we had the moment at the funeral and the Ravens and, you know, they're all standing together and, and in their kit or their uniform, they'd like, training kit right um mm-hmm. in sort of solidarity and in uh, out of respect but yeah I, I i just genuinely think that there's a platform send the right message um and educate and i don't think this episode did compared to the jimmy episode in season three mm-hmm. okay well let's talk about skills and deb mm-hmm. i'm gonna say something here and I don't know how it's going to be received, but I'm just... We said that we would give honest reviews when we did this, right? When we started. Um, And so it's nice... I'm not meaning it as a slight, I'm just being factual. I don't think Antoine Tanner's acting is that good with this kind of material. I don't think he really pulls it together. Like, he was good in the previous episode when he was supporting Deb and they had that conversation and he sort of gave her some wise words. But in this episode where he's sort of playing sad, which obviously his character is sad, um, it made it, and maybe it was done on purpose, but when they had their interaction in like the a bedroom on their own, it felt like he was a teenager and she was the adult so I don't know if that was meant to be done like that, but to me it felt like that it was the acting, um, and I just didn't think he could really, he didn't really get there emotionally, and I thought it played like that a little bit. Mm. It's, it's so funny that you say that, because when I watched it, I tried to watch it from, um, and, and I actually looked at it from this point, like, like to see if it would work, um, as the... T- two people of the same age because i know you've told me that that skills in real life um is a lot older it was a bit yeah older. i think i think i think barbara allen was probably only like five years older than him or something okay yeah so there's there's not a big age gap between them realistically but in the show there's supposed to be a 20 plus age year age gap um, yeah so I, I i was looking at from from that kind of point of view so or, okay so if there wasn't an age gap how are we responding okay there is an age gap um is this a kind of justified have they done it the right way and i i thought it wasn't too bad you know uh i think you're right though i think skills is very much you know uh, and anton Tanner's very much got the capability of being jovial and the fun one and to kind of put people put people straight uh, and you know tell them how it is 
but does he have the capacity to be down, depressed, sad, confused, lost? Um, I'm not sure. When he walked away, it looked it didn't look great, but um, yeah, it was difficult. It he, it just looked really awkward, and maybe mm. again, maybe that was um, meant to happen because he's um, you know uh, having a difficult time. I think he feels responsible. It seems like he's kind of pinning it on himself a little bit when he speaks to Lucas um, and says, "I." <laughs> I was going to go and talk to him and I didn't because I was I, I decided to talk to you and there should always be a tomorrow you know there should be mm-hmm. a tomorrow um, and that, that that shouldn't have ever been a, a problem um, and I, I think he's kind of pinning this on himself it, you know and he's living that what if you know what if I just kind of spoke to him you know and, and delayed him a little bit or you know thrown some balls in the basket with him and you know and just told him I'm proud of him whatever even if I told him I'm proud of him and then he still went and got shot, I, I kind of got out my, you know, feelings and thoughts and, and he he went away knowing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where, you, you know, skills is in this episode. Um, uh, maybe he's just not used to performing in that way. I and, think so. Antoine in general. I think it's just, it was a bit... I mean, we've never seen him be in a scene like that, have we? Like... Yeah. I guess maybe in the Jimmy episode, um, but he wasn't, he was, he like punched the guy, didn't he? Um, Marcus, was it? And he still wasn't like crying and super upset. And not that he was, and he was all right in the scene with Lucas, like saying, yeah, you, we should always get it tomorrow. It was just that scene with Deb. And I think that if it had been James or Chad, I think they could have played that vulnerability better. better. Um, but that's, again, it's not a slight at him. It just, it was something to note that, and maybe hopefully when, if he has more scenes like this, that there will be a little bit more of an improvement. So do you think caliber of acting versus caliber of acting has an effect? So let's say um, Deb's acting so Barbara Allen Woods is, is acting, sorry, versus Antoine Tanner's acting equals mm-hmm. she outshines him. But then yeah. when we have the scene with uh, Lucas and Skills, so we have CMM plus mm-hmm. Antoine Tanner equals kind of level because he's not as... So Chad's a very good actor. Don't, I'm not... This isn't me having a dig or taking anything away. This is just... <laughs> he's, he's at a lower level, let's say, than Barbara Allen Woods. So you don't notice the difference as much. Mm. I think, yeah, I think that's fair. But I also think that it's easier for him to relate to someone. Yeah, because he's playing the friend. It's like in that scenario, he's playing Lucas's kind of sidekick assistant coach. But with uh, Deb and Barbara Allen Woods, he's playing a love interest. Like he's playing like he's the like the leading man in that. Uh, scene like so he has to match her where like you just said where with Chad he's playing the sidekick so he's not even having a match it's almost like he's elevating Chad as the protagonist so I and I so I think that is what that is actually because say if this was a storyline pre their romance and Deb's playing more of a protagonist role because she has a bigger role than Skills does, and he was to have a scene with her, 
he would be acting to boost her up. And so it wouldn't feel like that. It's because they're on that level playing field. Very astute observation, Dominic. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Uh, I think you got the conclusion on your own, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, good. It's good. But Imagine yeah, if I... Nicolas Cage was in One Tree Hill. He'd know what? He'd outshine everyone. Uh, well, absolutely. It would just be One Tree Cage. <laughs> okay here's an important yes here's an important question if you could replace just for one episode as like an alternative for fun Nicolas Cage I mean there's an obvious answer isn't it but Nicolas Cage into somebody had to play the character who would it be and in what episode would it be uh it would be Nanny Carrie in this episode or the episode before yes <laughs> being like you like the bra suburban film <laughs> yeah. That is that is my genuine choice. <laughs> what is yours? What about you? Dick of this cage just torturing Dan. Because <laughs> he's, he's got the face for it as well, hasn't he? Just like the, yeah. the just the crazy I'm going to expressions. Take his face off. <laughs> uh, that's really good. That's hard to top. Um, <laughs> though, I mean, Nicholas Cage playing jimmy in 316 would be pretty <laughs> amazing as well um or don't know nicholas play cage playing nicky on the carousel <laughs> <laughs> a skanky mess <laughs> well the last time he was near a carousel at the beginning of face off he was sniping shot accidentally <laughs> yeah he shot a kid accidentally <laughs> whenever i hear that i just think of die hard you know pal i shot a kid <laughs> yeah. die hard that's why i've been right in a desk <laughs> yeah oh dear <laughs> i think it's some kind of badge <laughs> Jesus Christ, pal, he could be a fucking bartender for all you know. <laughs> Call it a hunch. <laughs> oh, God, we could go all day. Oh, dear. We could go all day. But back to back to Deb and skills very quickly. Like, good question about Nicolas Cage, though. Back to Deb and skills. <laughs> uh, I think in that moment um, when Deb is saying, I'm here for you, um, and they're, they're kind of running around, they're still being quite secretive, that's that's the almost the point where she has that realization that he's he even says oh i don't want to get you in more trouble so i'm gonna go um i don't know where i'm gonna go you know the queue's gone you're here i don't know where i am and he's just confused he hasn't got a clue what's going on he feels guilty or responsible um for what's happened which he shouldn't but i you know i i can understand that feeling of you know wanting to say something to someone that could have delayed it that could have prevented it and then Deb making the choice to go and stand with him at the funeral, I thought was quite bold. And Nathan's reaction, I didn't really understand. I was very confused by it. I didn't understand if it was, um, uh, okay, I get it now, I understand. Or I I don't know if it was, what the hell's going on there? I missed that completely. So it'll be interesting to see because I think that will be picked up um, in this sort of the episode that we're going to watch tonight. Right. Okay. Yes. That. De- well. Definitely. I. I mean. And. It is difficult. I mean, she made the choice because he was emotionally struggling. Mm-hmm. But I mean, now Nathan knows. 
Oh, well, now everybody knows because they're all there, aren't they? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the right thing to do on Deb's part. I think she said, she said, I'm here for you. He was like, well, you're here. Q's gone. I don't know where I am, you know, and, and in that world. And actually, with them running around and being secretive, she can't really honestly be there for him because, you know, it's difficult and it, it is still sneaking around and running around and hiding stuff. So she she makes a really, like, bold step to go over, stand by him, hold his hand and, and say, you know, actually, this is turning into a relationship and I want to support you. And I, I said I'd be there for you and I'm going to be there for you. So, yeah. And, I mean, I know it's a funeral and it's sad times and everything. Um, but, I mean, I also think it's fair to say that she just looks smoking like i mean jesus i'm surprised q didn't get out of the grave like i mean (laughs) you just hit (laughs) (laughs) okay skills all right let's go (laughs) wow like i mean right yeah I mean, am I wrong? Can I get a witness? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Testify! (laughs) I need an old priest and a young (laughs) priest. I need some holy water. I need something. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, good. I'm not objectifying. I'm just appreciating. Um, (laughs) So said every scumbag ever. Um, (laughs) No, but truly. Um, Okay, so good points, good points, good points. So what's your prediction for that? What do you think will happen? Is Nathan going to lose his shit? Well, I I think I said last week that um, I I don't see longevity in this relationship, um, but I, I don't know. It might go to the end of the season they fizzle out maybe I'm not sure but I, I actually don't think Nathan is going to go batshit I think he's going to go okay I kind of get it I can't understand you could have told me but now I've put all these things together and I figured it out and Jamie's going to be like I knew you know and, and be the one to, to say it. you know I knew before any of you ha 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 because you're all stupid but I mean they're all stupid anyway look at Brooke for instance she is an absolute mess and not one of them has picked up on the fact that she was attacked so they're not not, not exactly a bright group are they wait we'll get into that but wait 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 (laughs) i don't want to if you were nathan yeah and let's say if uh a childhood friend of yours started dating your mother would you be okay with it Let's say if our single mutual, our single, oh, no, 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 absolutely fucking not. He'd die. (laughs) I'd kill him. He'd be, he'd be stuffed in the coffin with Q. (laughs) (laughs) Got room for another one in there. It's fucking going in. (laughs) Oh, it hurts. It's hurt my stomach. I know exactly where you were going with that. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. So, so you would lose your shit. Yeah, but this is this is One Tree Hill. This is how these things happen. Okay. Like go, I'm not happy about it, but you know it's okay. She's going to look after you, and you're adults. And, oh. <laughs> okay. Good. He's not going to kick off at a funeral, is he? Or even after the funeral, he might even say like, "Why the hell didn't you tell me?" 
you know, all these hints you've been dropping, is that, was that your way of like telling me? And he'd be like, well, you know, I was just trying to get your advice, man. And you might go, oh, okay, fine. And, and just kind of move on. They love skills, don't they? And, and they had too much, like there was too much like negativity surrounding him with the whole, like he lost Jamie thing. Even though, right. like, they turned around and said that there wasn't, but I think I think it would be difficult for them to suddenly be angry with him and push him away now. So I think uh, I think he'll have a slight reaction, but then he'll be fine. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, skills will make a joke about him calling him dad, dad. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Standard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Watch this space. Watch this space. Um, <laughs> speaking of. Well, it's no segue at all, but let's just pretend. You're completely right. Brooke, I mean, we mentioned it on the watch long. I think Magda said it. She's wearing a sleeveless top and you can see that there's like a handprint bruise on her arm, which you wouldn't get that from falling down the stairs, right? And Magda said it in the last episode, didn't she? That why is her nose not broken, right? Because your nose would be the first thing to hit, right? Um. Are they, yeah are they just all dumb fucks but then to move on to Nathan and Brooke's scene there was some back and forth going on in the chat during the watch along about it some people really right. liked it and some other people were saying it made no sense because uh, Brooke and Nathan don't really have a history of a friendship but when I watched it uh, tonight it was my favourite scene I think I thought it was so good and it showed Nathan in such good light of firstly being so far removed from who he was at the beginning of season one, thinking about somebody else, relating and saying, hey, I, you know, I've been there. I get it. Uh, and I would be really mad at you if you didn't talk to me about it, if this is happening, because I want to support you. At the same time, while he's grieving for his friend, I mean he was really good friends with Q and they were training and working out together and was helping him get his game back. I really liked that scene. Um, and I liked how he related to her said, you know, we, we turned into bad versions of her, of ourselves too early. And we, you know, we managed to turn it back round. Um, and they kind of are like the, uh, counterpoints of each other like the sort of female male versions of each other and they've gone through similar journeys of self-discovery and bettering themselves i thought it was a really good scene what did you think yeah i, I didn't think it was a bad scene at all i think they nathan goes in and, and it explains about a time that's kind of pre-season one sort of you get that sort of feeling like we both you know, had the same pressures and were in the same sort of social circles and so on and so forth. And yes, you see that in season one as well, but they, they very quickly move away from that and start growing, <coughs> you, you know, start to distance themse- themselves from that. Um, like, especially like from season two onwards. But yeah, I think it was pretty good. I think he went there and said, you know, we both had parents that were just childish and stupid mm. and and have, you know done everything that they can to put so much pressure on us or essentially just like ruin our up like our like our time to to grow up and learn um because they've want to lived they've want to live their lives through us in a way that's that's put this horrible amount of pressure on us and they've never really truly respected who we are and and who we've wanted to become and who we become now so 
um, yeah, I think it was a good scene. I think he's 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 kind of extending that olive branch, and there really there is a relationship there. We know that obviously he says the bad people that you know we're bad versions of ourselves, you know, before we were good or whatever, and they had the um, the sex tape incident. But that episode when the tape comes out or is seen, they they're having a moment, aren't they? They're kind of like talking mm-hmm. to each other, and and it's there's a sense of comfort within each like with each other so it does i think it does make sense um and it's a good scene yeah i I think it's necessary i just wish that they weren't all so blind and stupid and said look can you actually just tell me what's going on we need to know Mm. because at the moment deb is the only one that knows and it's just it's it's obvious as well it's just it's so it's just ridiculous i mean the statistics that she's coming up with i can't remember now if we saw the person run in bundle her over trash a place and leave did we see that you or did didn't we just see, see she goes to open open the door to leave to like go and lock up in. and they push through the door as she, so it's not quite shut yet they push through the door and then sort of push her over like some chairs or stands and whatever like table or whatever yeah yeah and then it sort of goes black just before the credits come up and you can hear them like hitting her and then that's it, and then the credits come up. So you don't see them, like, robbing and whatever. Okay. But obviously it, we do know that that happened. It's just the nature of the, some of the things that she said, <laughs> where she mentions rape right, a few right, times. Right. I, mm-hmm. I just wondered if that was something that that has happened to her, if that was, you know, something that end, ended up being a result of her being attacked, was that mm-hmm. was um, included, you know, in the attack. I'm not sure. Uh, if it wasn't explained previously, maybe it will be, but I don't I know. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that. I no, I don't think that that's, that that don't that doesn't come out. That okay, that's never okay. like spoken on, uh, unless it's implied later. But I don't remember it ever being like a thing. I think it's just the assault not just but it is an, well, yeah. an assault um okay. but that stuff in the mirror is kind of an iconic stuff so you know how oh. she's like painted round or used like a lipstick or whatever <laughs> yeah you he didn't it, like that well I, I didn't mind it but you know what it made me think of like when they do the cuts of meat you know and they see like a picture of a pig and it shows or a cow and it shows no no it it made me think of wallace and gromit <laughs> I can't remember what which bit which you know one. In, you know, in the wrong trousers, where the penguin is like pretending to be a chicken, right? He's got like a rubber glove on his head, and he's pretending oh, yes. to be a chicken, and he steals like the the electronic trousers to break in and yeah. get this diamond, right? Yeah. But there's one scene where Gromit is in a box, and he cuts eye holes out of the box and pokes them through so he can see. And what <laughs> yeah. he's ended up doing is actually cutting eye holes out exactly where the eye holes like because there's a picture of a dog on the box and he's cut exactly where the eyes are and it, it, it's very silly but it just made me think of that like almost immediately so those of you that know Wallace and Gromit will know what I'm talking about but um it's classic yeah. I used to love Wallace and Gromit I used to love it <laughs> I wonder if it holds up now like if you watched it now whether it'd still be good yeah yeah it's on every Christmas I watched some of it at Christmas it's on should, we, should we cover one one time yeah, on the not? podcast cover all of them if you want i had a sean the sh- <laughs> i had a sean the sheep like teddy oh did you 
uh, which that sp- span off into its own show, didn't it? Mm. Sean the yeah, Sheen. Yeah, yeah still I, watched, now, I think. I watched the movie at uni, I think, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. There you go. Yeah. Okay, good. So, yeah, well, that but, that's kind of iconic, the, like, revenge and whatever the stuff she's sort of written. Yeah, I am at, like, when when I see these things now, so, like, when the when Peyton wrote All Over the River Court, um, I, I guess, you know, you can kind of see that there's enough sort of, like, it's kind of like in the code of the program, isn't it? And you can mm-hmm. see when it's going to be important and when people are going to recognise it. You know, like when she was standing in front of the projector and the words are like displayed against her and all of that. That's, yes, that kind it was of moment, similar to that, wasn't it, actually? Yeah. yeah, it's quite similar in that yeah. it's her face with writing over it. And I, I imagine the, I imagined that the writing on the desk was a is an important thing as well and something that you know, may or may not come up again or be seen or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I thought that was quite, um, I thought that was an interesting tribute as well. I thought it was quite good, but. Um, I liked that. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was good. I hope they like save that desk or something or. Yeah. In my head, like the phrase is now t-shirt worthy. Like yeah. that, those scenes are t-shirt worthy. They're, they, they're not actually on t-shirt. You know, the, the thing of the mirror isn't going to be on a t-shirt, but it's like, it's important. So we'll call it t-shirt worthy. Yeah, we've been doing that. That's that's what we used to say, wasn't it? At season one, T-shirt web. I'm really interested to go back and listen to an episode from season one just to hear how different it is. But I, almost, I don't want to do it because I want us to listen to the first one when we've finished and then like review ourselves almost, you know, as like a bonus episode of how different it became. Um, but okay... But we have to talk about um, Dan. We haven't spoken about Dan and Nanny Kerry. And obviously there's some big reveals here because our boy Dan gets free, gets outside, stumbles, and what does he discover? A grave. He finds a grave. And then he gets a shovel to the face. Get your filthy murdering hands away from my son. Smack. Bosh. Now, question. Yep. Um, because we know about Mark Schwann and his uh, horridness, it's hard not to think these things. But, like, do you think there was some unnecessary choices in sec- over-sexualizing her? I mean, besides the whole sort of bra stuff... Um, but also, she's wearing, like, next to nothing. Like, even at the end when she's, like, sad, they're, like, the shortest shorts possible. Better, like, she looks cold. Like, I almost want to be, like, do you want a hoodie? Like, do you, do you want a coat or something? You must be free. I mean, she's obviously a very beautiful woman, um, but I'm just mean in terms of, like, I, I often, when we're looking at it from this vision of today, I just think of it... Uh, as is this necessary is this anything to do with the storyline is it anything to do with anything or is it just his uh an attractive woman let's put her in as little clothing as possible and when it's that it's just gross really yeah unfortunately i think it's more of the latter it's more of the gross stuff and the the whole bra thing was completely um like unwarranted unneeded unnecessary 
it's just point, utterly pointless. Uh, it didn't add anything to the story. It didn't add mm. anything to, you know, other than that it then turned down into saying, oh, you're a beautiful woman and this, that and the other. But, you know, you can see that without her having to, you know, reveal herself. Um, and it, yeah, I, th- I, I do think it is just unnecessary writing and just weirdness. And I think, unfortunately, in that day and age, that sort of thing got views, didn't it? And got people watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it would be, it would be a conversation piece, and it would be a you know a reason for people to to turn it on. Unfortunately, um, rather than the content of what's going on, as someone who's incredibly troubled has lost a child and is trying to take someone else's child to fill that void. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. Didn't see it as necessary. I thought, uh, like, on, in contrast to that, though, Dan's comments were very Dan. So it kind of worked for him, but it didn't. But her like responses to it were just a bit odd. Like, uh, like I mean, like sort of showing her bra and stuff. But him saying, you know, you're a young, beautiful woman. You can have a kid of your own. Hell, I'll even help you. You know, if you want that sort of thing. That's that's very Dan, isn't it's it? A even Danism. In, like he said, a yeah. nice thing as like an older dad. Like you, you've got your whole life to live, and then he's thrown in a dan type comment yeah exactly um, and and he's been like that consistently so that's to kind of to be expected but mm-hmm. the the sort of i don't want to say scantily clad but incredibly like small clothing that the sort of tied up shirt as well so we're seeing yeah. you know navel and a lot of leg and yeah i it's not it's not necessary at all yeah and again just to go back to previous comments because where we've said about Deb I think the difference is and I think we feel and from speaking to Barbara is that Barbara was making choices and we feel like if Barbara didn't want to be wearing something she would have been like I'm not wearing it and that would Mm -hmm. have been the end of it and that's not to say that the younger actresses didn't voice up and use their voices because we know that they did uh, but it feels like there was more uh, power positions going on. Um, and when it's with Deb, it's usually part of the storyline in some way, right? Like when she's doing bits with, um, you know, when Dan's running for mayor and coming in in the laundry and all those kind of things. Um, yeah. But the actual story itself is, is interesting, though, right? I mean, it's kind of... you predicted that that's where it was going to go so you felt you felt satisfied with that i'm sure yes absolute instant gratification when you see you know the the tiny grave uh that <laughs> sounds yeah. so wrong out of context that did sound really wrong yeah <laughs> sorry instantly gratified that there like, was a tiny I mean, grave there. when she explained that the that she'd had a son before that's what i should have said but uh, we don't get a name do we he asked for a name and we didn't get a name. So I'm going to make one up. I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to say Oliver. Okay. Little Oliver. I was thinking Oli- Harvey, but okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You mean, oh, no. yeah. Like, I just made that up. <laughs> Do you mean yeah. like as if that you makes perfect <laughs> sense? Harvey. <laughs> the only Harvey I can think of is Harvey from Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, or Harvey from So Solid. Not Harvey Cartel. Wanna one eye, wanna wanna know, wanna wanna break, wanna wanna whoa, hype it up, whoa. Into Romeo, 
Give me no deadline. Give me some more time. Give me 29 seconds to chat this line. Other MCs wait in line. Ready? You know this bit. Two multiplied by 10 plus one. Oh my God, Dom. So many people slash just Alicia and Tessa and maybe Magda just said. 21 seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> Two multiplied by ten plus one. Romeo, Romeo done. Done. <laughs> I did know. I'd just like to wind you up. <laughs> did you know? Yeah, I just said it. You donut. <laughs> oh dear. Wanna wanna I wanna wanna know. Wanna wanna break. <laughs> That's so sorry, crew, for anybody out there. Awful. Genuinely. The Wu Tang of the UK. Oh, no, 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 no. Take it back. <laughs> take it back. I can't. Take it back. <laughs> I do take it back. I do take it back. I have respect <laughs> for Wu Tang. But So Solid did some, did some, they, they made moves. <laughs> so many haters are clocking our figures. So many haters don't like us breaking papers. But all we did is bring garage through from the underground straight to you. Now they wanna forever. Now they wanna join the crew. Now we wanna be with us. <laughs> that's not you a bad impression, it. is it? That's, that's pretty not. Good. That's pretty that's good. pretty good. It's pretty good. Is Lisa Mafia in? So sort of crew. Lisa Mafia. Don't know the no dad for the soldier. Lisa. Yes, she was. Yes, yes. she was. <laughs> oh, dear. Ah, good. Wow. Up middle finger, I showed them. I could go on for a long please, time. Please Move don't. on. Move yes. on. Should I wonder how, off how many. Nanny Carrie and Dan? <laughs> yeah. Because we've only got 21 Dan. minutes. 21 seconds to drop the mic. I've got 21 <laughs> seconds to say what i got to say. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, it's all got a little bit more crazy. Dan managed to, to escape. That was a good moment. Uh, and then finding out uh, finding out her reasons why and kind of still putting holes in her plots, basically. Saying that, the, you know, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And her saying, well, you know, I hope Hayley delivers Jamie, basically. So, you know, I can kill her and it's going to look like you did it because <laughs> you're the murderer, remember? And then going to take Jamie away and be his mother. Is it really? I thought it was good. That was all right. I, th- I thought they did it quite well. I won't ask you a prediction because you've given it then last episode. Not really anything's changed. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Is there anyone else we haven't really spoken about? What about Lu- Lucas and Peyton? Yeah, there wasn't that much though. Really, was there? Lucas told um, the basketball team he was around at the funeral. Yeah, obviously and Jamie put Peyton's the cape on. Yeah, Peyton. Peyton supporting Brooke with by getting her clothes and Brooke basically <laughs> Brooke basically saying, uh, I need your key to the house. It's not a Rachel Katina cracked in, you know, which I know you liked because it's throwing shade at Rachel, I'm guessing. <laughs> Absolutely. Throw as much shit at her way as possible. <laughs> do, do you think we'll ever see Rachel again? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Do you ever think we'll see Owen again? Oh. Oh my God. What if they're together? 
Because he was an addict as well, wasn't he? What if they've mm-hmm. got back on it? They're back on the sauce. <laughs> they're on the glass. They're on, on the, the crystal. <laughs> got any Charlie, um, mate? <laughs> I, d- I don't know about Owen. Actually, I don't think Owen will reappear because it will be too confusing with love interests. It's bad enough that we had Ferret Face Chase reappear. Well, that was my think... next question. Will I don't we see, think we'll F- see him again. FFC's no. gone. No, he's done. He's, he's done burrowed. Do Ferret's burrow? He's busy selling his carpets or whatever he was. His carpet salesman, wasn't he? <laughs> was he? Yeah, yeah. He was a his carpet salesman or something like that. I'm pretty what? sure. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm pretty sure. In the, in the last episode he was in, he was like, I'm a carpet salesman. I'm pretty no, sure he said something didn't like he, that. Didn't he? He was, try, he was doing something. No, he's a carpet salesman in my head. <laughs> he was... <at> least. <laughs> Works a carpet right. There was yes. tappy carpets. There was <laughs> we we had a carpet from there once. That he <laughs> there wasn't he trying to get save up money to go to flight school. He wanted to be a pilot, or something like that. And so he was but, doing like a job that he didn't want to do to make it. But was he a carpet salesman? I'm pretty sure he was a carpet salesman. Okay. Well, okay. like yeah, I'm. Like people, let me know. We'll find out at the watch along. Put it in the, the watch Patreon comment. Okay, yes, and that too. Yeah, just let us know, people. Let us know because I want to know. Okay, but yeah, that like Peyton being supportive for kind of everyone in this episode didn't have much wedding talk. There was like one brief moment when they mentioned it, and she was like immediately like, "No, no, no, don't worry. We've got we've got plenty of time for that," which immediately makes me think that they haven't got plenty of time for that. Um. And then, who else? That was it. I think it just there's just Brooke. Just Brooke throughout the entire episode was um, just incredibly cut off and, yeah, crazy. Uh, Haley gave her the details for the therapist. Yes, the Brit, there the is Brit, that. The British therapist. Yeah. Still was good. picked up on the fact that she'd been beaten up and, you know, severely. Um. Yeah. Still think she's falling down some stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, oh, it's a real shame we don't really have time for this. I need to tell you at some point my terrible haircut story. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't know if you was gonna pick up on it. Oh, I don't we haven't got time for this right now. I'll just give you a quick headline. <laughs> I didn't know if you was gonna pick up at this at football on Monday, but I went to a new that a new barbers had opened in Welling and I thought, okay, I'll give it a try. Give it a try. Well, I said to you, didn't I? Oh, you've been to see Ross. Yeah, no, I hadn't. Well, it was a mistake. But right, but I go in, right, anyway, and they do all the things. They cut my hair way short and way high. Like, I asked specifically for a 0.5 below blend, meaning that what it's short at the sides, but then I still want hair at the sides, low, and then just hair, like... And, you know, I don't have a hairstyle. I just have hair on top. It's just there. <laughs> it's all I want. I just want some hair on top and just shorter on the sides and back. That's it. Um, but then he goes to my beard. <laughs> and this is the first time this had ever happened. I usually go to a Turkish barber's and it's really good with like a, a straight razor and 
uh, they flame your ears and get everything's <laughs> very tidy and i like it right it's like everything is sharp and that's good because i've got a round face so the sharp lines give some sort of dimension yeah. but this guy was like he's doing my beard and I'll, I'll send you pictures afterwards i saw my parents later that day everything was raw like red raw because he'd like used the electric shaver thing and it messed my skin anyway he gets to my moustache and he goes, hey, my guy, go like this. <laughs> Which for people listening is like, what do you call that? And you're like tensing your top lip, like pulling it down. And then he did it. You can't quite see, but he shaved all the top of my moustache off. <laughs> so he's just sort of giving me this sort of very thin, like... Yeah. And my okay. parents like basically laughed at me um and so i don't know what to do now i've got to wait for it to like i've got stubble at the top of my mustache I don't why know. don't you start Just again start again yeah yeah that's well, the did most you, sensible thing to do did you notice it at football How i noticed notice? that it was different but it, i didn't notice it as in it was like dreadful or horrendous or anything okay you're a beautiful man you don't need to worry Oh, my you. guy this my guy thing my guy someone at work calls me my guy all the time i'm like okay don't get it Stop the next it. time he says it say i'm simon's guy <laughs> <laughs> don't you forget it exactly You're, i claimed you do i need to get yeah. you a, like a promise ring of some sort i think um a my guy like brand, ring brand me in some way yeah. Do you remember when I gave you a Ravens bracelet and you never put it on? That was two years ago. <laughs> Where is it, Dom? Where is it? I think it's in um, Paul Johansson's laptop bag in my cupboard. Is it really? Yeah. Do you remember there was some dirt in there? It was, yeah, it's dirt and nastiness, all sorts. Horrible. If anyone wants that bag... Thanks, no, Paul. You, Thanks for the jacket and the bag. You can have it. Yeah. yeah. I get a shitty right. bag. Wait. <laughs> okay, Dom. If there's anything that we've missed, we'll get it in judgments. So if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And how could you not? Then check us out. Support us. Ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Hoops. But yet they seem to also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. We haven't had a review in a very long time. Please give us one review. We need like seven more to get to our target, which was 200. Seven. That's not many. Come on, people. Marine did 70. <laughs> yeah. We're only I'm asking quite... you to do one more than you've done already. And if you haven't done one already, come on. Sort yourselves out. Yeah. Think about everything my moustache has been through lately. <laughs> Simon's poor neck. <laughs> Who is your favourite performer of this episode? My favourite performer was Sophia Bush. Mm. I thought she had an incredibly good episode. She does that steely, cold, I'm kind of cut off from the world incredibly well. And then all that emotion pouring out at the end at the, the funeral was fantastic. I know it was, wasn't necessarily, it wasn't because of the funeral, but it was because, you know, she's standing there and Jamie throws the cape and then it all comes flooding out. And I thought she did a great job. So it's gone to Sophia Bush for this episode. 
What about you, young man? Who was your favourite performer? Good, nice choices. I, I'm going to give honourable mention to Quinton's mum, the actress that played Quinton's mum. Definitely. I thought she was really good. Well, I'm actually going to go with James Lafferty, and he got me when he he was when he told Jamie. I thought it was a really good performance, and he choked up, and it looked real. I, I just thought it felt real to me. So I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give it to my boy James, my guy, James. My guy, my guy. <laughs> Who's your favourite character of the episode? Well, Ravens. Hold on to your hats because you're not going to be expecting this. I have picked Haley as my favourite character of the episode. Haley James Scott. Yeah. I actually thought she had a solid episode. She she tried to be a decent teacher except to that one student. Um, and <laughs> she, she had a really good scene with um, Jamie uh, as well as Nathan. And just kind of good scenes all around. Um, and I thought she was... Um, kind of had some really really good moments although we had that sort of shitty moment where she's like 22 saying oh you're such an inspiration or whatever but I, I actually <laughs> think I actually th- think she was really decent in this episode so I have picked Haley. what about you? Yeah I can see it I would like to give honourable mention to Jamie and to Brandon Andre Dre both of them, it was very close with them oh. being up there. But I am going to go and double up with Nathan for his support to Brooke. Um, nice. I thought it was really good, so I'm going with Nathan. What about your favourite background performer? One line or less. Um, I picked just the, the last raven that comes in and gives the mum a hug mm-hmm. and then goes and stands in the in the lineup at the end. I thought nice. there's an opening. There is now an opening in my lineup. Oh god, that's a sad reason. Uh, <laughs> that was also Wait. a good moment we didn't mention where uh, Q's brother went and, st- and he stood in the gap where Q would yeah. have been. Um, Great moment. Yeah, it was a good moment. Oh, I have to say, uh, I wanted Jamie to give him the jersey the entire episode up until he did. It was uh, like he. There's no way he could have kept that. That was just like for for Nathan to even say yes, you can take that. I think was just wrong. Um, I think definitely that his brother deserved to have that jersey, and that was a, a really nice moment. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, there were loads of background performers to choose from, like in the classroom and obviously at the funeral. And I actually picked the first Raven oh, nice. that went and gave her a hug because I thought, well, he started that. You know, he started mm-hmm. that of the love giving. So that's good. What about your favourite line of the episode? Well, there was a lot of touching lines uh, in this whole episode. Uh, A lot of really, really lovely moments. Um, But I went with this. I can't have people coming and going like it's some kind of Rachel Katina crack den. Because it made me laugh immediately. I thought it was hilarious. And a really good, like, callback to, like, taking the mickey out of Rachel and being a good friend, but also not being a good friend. So, yeah, I went with that. What about you, man? Good call. Uh, I really liked the line from Dan about, you know, you're young, you're attractive, you're crazier than a crap house rat. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny. Um, But it does feel icky, not 
his line but the whole bra showing thing and whatever around it mm. feels a bit icky um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with um marine on this one and i really like the last line of sam's uh monologue or her um essay or whatever you called it where she <laughs> said you know on a good night they'd say quinton could fly and i guess now he can it's just uh yeah it's nice good line favorite song uh i also picked the song at the end so the song that was playing at the funeral um the one that marine picked as well so i thought it was a a good one i only picked out one other song in the episode so it was kind of between the two there might have been more but they were literally the only two i picked out so i went with the one at the funeral what about you that was my one too, and I'm not just saying it. I actually thought that I will find this song and download it because I thought it was good. I haven't nice. done that yet. I've been busy talking with you. <laughs> and then last but not least is the Precious. Precious. Rating. Did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? I think it might have increased, you know. What about you? I had one, and I'm deliberating between sticking or decreasing by one. Interesting. Interesting. And we know that Marine went for ten. So yeah. That's where we're I, at. I'm, I'm like the sound between two. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether to go for the higher of the two or not. I would like to just put out that I'm thinking of it as, and I've said this previously, when I'm grading, I'm thinking, I'm grading it on how good it could possibly be. Like as in, we're in, you can't compare like One Tree Hill to Breaking Bad because they're not like for like. It's how good can this One Tree Hill episode be at this point in time with these characters, with this cast, how good can it be out of 10? Um, that's what I'm basing it on. <laughs> okay. Okay, ready after three. One, two, three, nine. Eight. For clarity, Don was an 8, I was a 9. I was deliberating between 10 and 9, and I thought 10 because this is maybe the best that we've had for a long time, um, and it was handled well, but then there's been things that you've said during our conversation that made me think, okay, they could have handled some things better. Um, so I, I, there's some grace period there, so I think <laughs> 9's maybe fair. Would you deliberating between an 8 and a 7, or a 9 and a 7? Eight and nine. Okay. And so Marine I'm, said I'm, she'd go to a nine, so I'm I'm movable to a nine. I did think this episode was actually very good. I think it had some good themes and stuff, but there's so much more they could have done with it. So much more. And and they have done before. Um uh and there's so there's a, a couple of disappointing moments, but um overall a good episode, a sad episode. I think the sadder they are, the better they seem to be in One Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm willing to go to nine. I think I think it's nine worthy. Mm-hmm. Um and I think we can we can bring Marine down to a nine. Yeah. Let's rest Happy our hat on that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicely Excellent. done, my friend. <laughs> well good episode. People, please, if you enjoyed the episode, please check us out, ravenshoops.net, leave a review. We appreciate everyone. 
um yeah to use my catchphrase we're humbled that you've listened and that you do listen and we're very grateful yeah please it's uh it means a lot to us but yeah please just go out there and do a, do a little rating um and yeah keep keep listening interact with us tell us what you think we, we're always happy to have the feedback simon doesn't take anything personally and hold on to it <laughs> not at all not at all <laughs> dom let's go out of here with a ravens on free um how do you want to do it you you choose this time last week's one was good i thought that was quite clever actually i've already, for, I've already forgot oh you were me she asked me to do an impression of you um so why don't we get you to do ravens on three as me okay and i'll just say ravens okay let me just let me just think um bearing in mind that someone shared with us was it marine actually that shared with us on reddit that someone had said i can't handle dom's what dom's voice is too soft or something like that yeah i was very i don't even know what that means i was very upset you've got the soft voice yeah 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 and was that was that anger was that hatred of it or was it you know admiration i'm not sure I've seen people have said things before that they like our accents and I think maybe there's been one or two where they're like, can't get past the accents. Um, (laughs) So Nice. But that's nice. Um, Okay, let me be you. Let me be you. Let me get some more life in my voice. Uh, Gosh. And I'm Dom and I've seen 192,000 episodes of One Tree Hill. (laughs) Simon, my man, how the devil are you? How are you? Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. How are you? How the devil are you? Yeah. And that's why I think guns should be outlawed. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Look, I'm not saying that to any of the people. I'm just saying that's what I think that the guns should be outlawed. Yeah. (laughs) Ready? We're going to do Ravens on three. 193 episodes. One, three, hell. You ready? Don't are I'm you ready? Want you know? We're gonna do it. Okay, we're gonna. The motherfucking gangsters are right now. I'm gonna do a different voice. I can do all the voices. My name's Dom. My name's Dom, and I can do all the voices. I can do any voice you want, cause my name's maybe, Dom. Maybe this is a mistake. <laughs> I can do oh, any my. voice you want. Four oh, doors man. down. I've gone down. Four doors down. You just need an anchor to get four doors down. Four doors down. Yeah, it works. I'm Dom, and I've seen 94 episodes of One Tree Hill. Ravens on free. Ready? One, yeah. Two, Ravens on free. Three, three, three. Ravens! <laughs>